Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily Bible reading podcast that goes through the whole Bible in a year. We follow along with the weekly Torah portions and read daily from the Torah, the prophets, the writings, and the apostles. If you want to learn more about the podcast or connect with us online, find us at dailybreadmoms.com. There you'll find information about the journal. Um, that's the Bible reading plan that we use, um, which Bible translation we use, and how to contact us. You'll also see information about how you can support the podcast by becoming a patron and how we can connect with you more. We've got some new things for our sweet patrons and are excited to let you hear from us in more ways beyond the daily Bible readings. So find us at dailybreadmoms.com. We look forward to connecting with you. Let's get to our podcast episode for today. Shalom, this is Harriet, and I will be your reader today. This Sunday, the 3rd of March, or the 23rd of Adar 1 on the Hebrew calendar. This new week, we have a new parasha, and it's called Va Yachel, and that means He Assembled. And the scripture reading from the Torah will be Exodus, or Shemot, chapter 35, verse 1 through verse 20. Before we start reading, Please join me in thanking and blessing the Lord for giving us his word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Mashiach, our Master. So let's start in Exodus 35. Then Moshe assembled all the congregation of Bnei Israel and said to them, These are the words which the Lord has commanded you to do. Work is to be done for six days, but the seventh day is a holy day for you, a Shabbat of complete rest to the Lord. Whoever does any work then will die. Do not kindle a fire in any of your dwellings on Yom Shabbat. Moshe also said to all the congregation of Bnei Israel, This is the word which the Lord commanded, saying, Take from among you an offering for the Lord. Whoever has a willing heart, let him bring the Lord's offering, gold, silver, and bronze, blue, purple, and scarlet cloth, fine linen, and goat hair, ram skins dyed red, seal skins and acacia wood, oil for the light, spices for the anointing oil, and for the sweet incense, onyx stones and setting stones for the ephod and for the breastplate. Let every wise-hearted man among you come and make everything that the Lord has commanded, including the tabernacle, its tent and its covering, its clasps and its boards, its crossbars, its pillars and its bases the ark and the poles, the atonement cover and the curtain screen, the table and its poles with all of its utensils, along with the bread of the presence, also the menorah for light with its utensils, 
its lamps, and the oil for the light, the altar of incense and its poles, the anointing oil, the sweet incense, and the screen for the entrance of the tabernacle, the altar of burnt offering with its grating of bronze, its poles and all its utensils, the basin and its stand, the hangings of the courtyard, the pillars and their bases, and the curtain for the gate of the courtyard, the pegs of the tabernacle and of the courtyard, along with their cords, the woven garments for ministering in the holy place, the holy garments for Aharon the Kohen and for his sons to minister as Kohanim. Then all the congregation of Bnei Israel departed from before Moshe. That was Exodus of Shemot 35, 1-20. through 20. Now we have our portion from the prophets, and today we will read 2 Kings, or Melachim Bet, chapter 15. In the 27th year of Yeruvam, king of Israel, Azariah, son of Amaziah, king of Yehuda, became king. He was 16 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 52 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Yecholia of Jerusalem. Now he did what was right in the Lord's eyes, just like all that his father Amaziah had done. However, the high places were not taken away. The people were still sacrificing and burning incense on the high places. Then the Lord struck the king, so that he had Zarat until the day of his death, and lived in an isolated house. Meanwhile, Yotam, the king's son, was in charge of the palace and governing the people of the land. Now the rest of the acts of Azariah and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Yehuda? Then Azariah slept with his fathers, and they buried him with his fathers in the city of David. Then his son Yotam became king in his place. In the thirty-eighth year of King Azariah of Yehuda, Zechariah, son of Yeruvam, reigned over Israel in Shomron for six months. But he did what was evil in the Lord's eyes, as his fathers had done. He did not turn away from the sins of Yeruvam, son of Nevat, which he caused Israel to commit. Then Shalom, son of Yabesh, conspired against him and smote him before the people, killed him, and became king in his place. Now the rest of the acts of Zechariah, behold, they are written in the books of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel. This was the word of the Lord that he spoke to Jehu, saying, Your descendants to the fourth generation will sit on the throne of Israel. And so it came to pass. Shalom, son of Yabesh, began to reign in the thirty-ninth year of King Uzziah of Yehuda, and he reigned for one month in Shomron. Then Menachem, son of Gadi, marched up from Tirzah, reached Shomron, and then struck down Shalom, son of Yabesh, 
in Shamron, killed him, and became king in his place. Now the rest of the acts of Shalom, including his conspiracy that he contrived, behold, they are written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel. Then Menachem struck down Tipsa and all who were in it, and its territories from Tirzah, because they did not open to him. Therefore he attacked it, and ripped open all its pregnant women. In the thirty-ninth year of King Azariah of Yehuda, Menachem, son of Gadi, became king over Israel, and he reigned ten years in Shomron. But he did what was evil in the Lord's eyes. Throughout his days he never turned away from the sins of Yerubam, son of Nevat, which he caused Israel to commit. Then King Pul of Assyria invaded the country, so Menachem gave Pul a thousand talents of silver, so that his hand might be with him to strengthen his hold on the kingdom. Menachem exacted the money from Israel, from every person of means, each one fifty shekels of silver to give to the king of Assyria. So the king of Assyria turned back and stayed no longer in the land. Now the rest of the acts of Menachem and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? Then Menachem slept with his fathers, and his son Pekahiah became king in his place. In the fiftieth year of Azariah, king of Yehuda, Pekahiah son of Menachem became king over Israel in Shomron, and he reigned two years. But he did what was evil in the Lord's eyes. He did not turn away from the sins of Yerovam, son of Nevat, which he caused Israel to commit. Then Pekah, son of Ramalia, his aide, conspired against him and assassinated him in Shomron, in the castle of the royal palace, along with Argov, Arieh, and fifty Gileadite men. So he killed him and became king in his place. Now the rest of the acts of Pekaiha and all that he did, behold, they are written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel. In the fifty-second year of King Azariah of Yehuda, Pekah, son of Remalia, became king over Israel in Shomron, and he reigned twenty years. But he did what was evil in the Lord's eyes. He did not turn away from the sins of Yerubam, son of Nevat, which he caused Israel to commit. In the days of Pekah, king of Israel, King Tiglath-Pileser of Assyria invaded and captured Ion, Abel-Bet-Makah, Yanoah, Kedesh, Hatzor, Gilad, and the Galil all the region of Naphtali, and he deported them to Assyria. Then Hoshea, son of Elah, conspired against Pekah, son of Remalia. He attacked and assassinated him, and then became king in his place in the twentieth year of Yotam, son of Uzziah. Now the rest of the acts of Pekah and all that he did Behold, they are written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel. 
In the second year of Pekah, son of King Ramalia of Israel, Yotam, son of Uzziah, king of Yehuda, began to reign. He was twenty-five years old when he became king, and he reigned sixteen years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Yerusha, daughter of Zadok. Now he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, just as his father Uzziah had done. However, the high places were not taken away, and the people were still sacrificing and burning incense on the high places. It was he who built the upper gate of the house of the Lord. Now the rest of the acts of Yotam and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Yehudah? In those days the Lord began to sing, Send, King Rezin of Aram, and Pekah, son of Remalia, against Yehuda. Yotam slept with his fathers and was buried with his fathers in the city of his father David. Then Ahaz, his son, became king in his place. That was Second Kings chapter 15. And now we have come to our portion from the writings, and we will read Psalm or Tehillim, 126 and also 127. Let's start with 126. A Song of Ascents When the Lord restored the captives of Zion, it was as if we were dreaming. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with a song of joy. Then they said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. We are joyful. Restore us from captivity, Lord, like streams in the Negev. Those who sow in tears will reap with a song of joy. Whoever keeps going out weeping, carrying his bag of seed, will surely come back with a song of joy, carrying his sheaves. Psalm 127 a song of ascents, of Shlomo. Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stands guard in vain. In vain you rise up early and stay up late, eating the bread of toil. For he provides for his beloved ones, even in their sleep. Behold, children are a heritage of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. As arrows in the hand of a mighty man, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they speak with their enemies at the gate. That was Psalm 126 and Psalm 127. Now we have arrived to our final portion from the Apostolic Writings, and we will read John or Yohanan chapter 19. Then Pilate took Yeshua and had him scourged. The soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head and dressed him in a purple robe. They kept coming up to him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews, and slapping him over and over. 
Pilate came out again. He said to them, Look, I am bringing him out to you, to let you know that I find no case against him. So Yeshua came out, wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. Behold the man, Pilate said to them. When the ruling Kohanim and officers saw him, they yelled out, Execute him! Execute him! Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and execute him, for I don't find a case against him. The Judean leaders answered him, We have a law, and according to the Torah he must die, because he claimed to be Ben Elohim. When Pilate heard this word, he became even more fearful. He went into the praetorium again and said to Yeshua, Where are you from? But Yeshua gave him no answer. So Pilate said to him, You aren't speaking to me? Don't you know that I have the authority to release you, and I have the authority to crucify you? Yeshua answered, You would have no authority over me if it hadn't been given to you from above. For this reason, the one who handed me over to you has the greater sin. Pilate tried to let him go after this, but the Judean leaders cried out, saying, If you release this man, you are no friend of Caesar. Everyone who makes himself a king opposes Caesar. So when Pilate heard these words, he brought Yeshua out and sat down on the judge's seat at a place called the Stone Pavement, but in Aramaic, Gabata. It was the day of preparation for Passover, about the sixth hour. And Pilate said to the Judean leaders, Behold your king. They shouted back, Take him away, take him away, execute him. Pilate said to them, Should I execute your king? The ruling Kohanim answered, We have no king but Caesar. Finally, Pilate handed Yeshua over to be crucified. Then they took Yeshua. He went out, carrying his own crossbar, to the place of a skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. There they crucified him, and with him two others, one on each side, and Yeshua in between. Pilate also wrote a sign and put it on the execution stake. It was written, Yeshua Hanatsrati, the King of the Jews. Many Judeans read this sign because the place where Yeshua was executed was near the city, and it was written in Hebrew, Latin, and Greek. The ruling Kohanim of the Judeans were saying to Pilate, Don't write the King of the Jews, but that he said, I am the King of the Jews. What I have written, I have written, Pilate answered. So the soldiers, when they executed Yeshua, took his outer garments and made four parts apart for each soldier. They took his tunic also, but it was seamless, woven top to bottom in one piece. So they said to one another, Let's not tear it, but cast lots for it to see whose it will be. This was so the scripture would be fulfilled. They divided my garments among them, and for my clo clothing they cast lots. 
So the soldiers did these things. Standing near the execution stake of Yeshua were his mother, his mother's sister, Miriam the wife of Clopas, and Miriam from Magdala. Yeshua saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby. He tells his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he tells the disciple, Behold your mother. From that very hour the disciple took her into his own home. After this, when Yeshua knew that all things were now completed to fulfill the scripture, he said, I am thirsty. A jar full of sour wine was sitting there, so they put a sponge soaked with the sour wine on a hyssop branch and brought it to his mouth. When Yeshua tasted the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. It was the day of preparation, and the next day was a festival Shabbat, so that the bodies should not remain on the execution stake during Shabbat. The Judean leaders asked Pilate to have the legs broken and to have the bodies taken away. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and then the other who had been executed with Yeshua. Now when they came to Yeshua and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and immediately blood and water came out. He who has seen it has testified, and his testimony is true. He know that he is telling the truth, so that you also may believe. These things happen so that the scripture would be fulfilled. Not a bone of his shall be broken. And again another scripture says, They shall look on him whom they have pierced. After these things, Joseph of Arimathea asked Pilate if he could take Yeshua's body away. Joseph was a disciple of Yeshua, but secretly for fear of the Judean leaders. Pilate gave permission, so Joseph came and took the body away. Nictamon, who had first visited Yeshua at night, also came, bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pounds. Then they took the body of Yeshua and wrapped it in linen with the spices, as is the Jewish burial custom. Now in the place where he was executed, there was a garden. In the garden was a new tomb, where no one had yet been buried. Because it was the Jewish day of preparation, and the tomb was nearby, they laid Yeshua there. That was John chapter 19, and that concludes our reading of scriptures for today. However, if you are reading through the New Testament or the Apostolic Writings twice this year, you would also read from Hebrews chapter 9, verse 1 through verse 14 today. This has been Harriet with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. I pray that you will have a blessed week. A Shavuot Tov. Shalom from Israel. Until next time.